Hi, I'm Denise Bailey. And I'm Dr. Monica Parker. And you're listening to My Parents Are Now My Kids, a medical doctor's view and daughter's journey through memory loss and other dementias. As a doctor, I'll help you navigate through the often confusing, confounding, and frequently frustrating technical aspects of dementia. And as a daughter, I'll share with you some things I've experienced caring for and loving my parents who both struggled with these disorders. We want you to have hope and to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And we'll tell you that sometimes that light is coming straight at you and you just have to get out of the way. Let's get started. Twenty twenty has been quite the year. We started the year talking about what is Louis body dementia and this was the first time we had guests on our show. And I remember you had a wonderful conversation with Dr. Satcher. What'd you think about that? Well, Dr. Satcher is a, the, one of the only icons left and a leader for outstanding public health, advocating for public health, mental health, and um, research in communities of color. So I'm very fond of Dr. Satcher and happy that he's an advocate for good mental health, which on some level does include dementia. What I enjoyed about your conversation with him was uh, we know him as the former Surgeon General, but he talked about the personal aspect of it, um, caring for his wife, who sadly passed away, but what he had to go through uh, with her and her diagnosis and and taking care of her with Alzheimer's and dementia. And also we talked about um, clinical trials and how important they are and how if you have the opportunity to be in a clinical trial, that you should take advantage of that, right? You should take advantage of that because it's one way to be better informed about what is new in healthcare. And because um, we need everybody to participate to make sure that whatever is being studied, excuse me, is applicable to all people. All research does not involve medications or drugs. It really does a lot of time involve just simple observation. That's what normal aging studies are, observational, which means we ask you questions. Right. And, and also this year, I talked to clinical social worker, Alice Mullins, who I know you are an admirer of. She is awesome. And there was some great information in there. And I hope our listeners can remember that conversation that was back in April. And it's really important to have an outlet. And I utilized a social worker when I was first confronted with caring for my parents. And it was a godsend. And I was able to really vent, if you will, and see that I was not alone because it was a collaborative effort. There were others in the same boat as me and uh, were caring for loved ones. And that's where I first learned about all of the different opportunities that are out there in the community. And so I cannot stress enough to our listeners that if you can get connected or get a hold of a great social worker, that's the way to go. And um, also, we talked about um, 
when you have a loved one in the hospital and that transition from going from hospital to home. And once again, as a social worker, but it's sort of a different type, the person in there you need to latch on to and to be able to uh, see about all the different um, opportunities and things that you can take advantage of for your loved one. And I know you know about social workers in the first hand. And one of the things that I would say is that in the hospital setting, there's always a social worker around who helps you make discharge plans, plan for getting the person from the hospital home. But people, there are private social workers that you can consult. And one of the things that social workers do is help you manage the living situation you have with the person who has dementia. So there are licensed clinical social workers who help you, let's say, communicate with other family members about what's going on with somebody, help you uh, find the appropriate living environment for the person you may be caring for, and may even assist you in securing financial and home care resources that you might not otherwise be aware of and make you aware of any benefits you may have, particularly if you are a veteran or the spouse of a veteran who may be deceased. That's great advice. And um, also this year, we talked about immunizations and Alzheimer's, and, and we will get to the elephant in the room, COVID, in a moment. But you changed my life this year because you convinced me I was one of those people who had never taken a flu shot before, but because of the circumstances this year, you convinced me. So you changed my life. I took the flu shot and I'm still living. So <laughs> thank you for that. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> I know, I know I survived. But the elephant in the room for the year 2020 is COVID. And it's been challenging. It's been challenging for everyone, but especially those with Alzheimer's and dementia and caregiving. And I explain to my mother on a daily basis about COVID. And I know she doesn't understand, but um, it just sort of makes her feel like she's involved and sort of cognizant of a few things. But COVID, Alzheimer's, dementia, that's challenging. Well, I think one of the things that the pandemic has done is it disrupted people's routines to the point where people who were on the margins developed greater social isolation. And that social isolation and cognitive or physical isolation, quite frankly, helped make people who maybe have been borderline with respect to their cognitive abilities tip over a little bit because they weren't using their brains. They weren't using the things that helped them function. They couldn't go to dinner at their regular hour. They didn't have their routine that was regular that kept them on schedule or on task. So the pandemic disrupted people's lives, schedules, and order, which helped people who had cognitive impairment stay together, keep it together on a personal level. So in closing, what did you learn in 2020 as it relates to Alzheimer's and dementia? Or what did you learn this year? I think the most important thing that I learned is to be very grateful in the moment that you had the opportunity to sit still and to think about all the people who were important in your life, whether it was your parent with dementia, your sibling with dementia, or 
none of that. I think the thing that the pandemic taught all of us is how to learn to live with at peace with ourselves and certainly to make priorities on what is important in our lives and uh, to do better about make sure, making sure that we nurture those relationships and those opportunities. I learned it's the small things, it's the simple things. And I say every day that I'm grateful, I'm even grateful for the hardships because that teaches you to appreciate the good times even more. Gratitude. Practice gratitude. And I'm grateful for you, Dr. Monica. Ditto. Denise. I can't wait for 2021. More opportunities to be grateful. Absolutely. See you next year. See you later. Bye. 2020 has been an unforgettable year. We are so grateful for each and every listener. We are thankful for you. Please continue to listen to us in 2021. Follow us on Instagram at my parents are now my kids and on Twitter, MPMK at MPMK podcast. And please send us emails at my parents are now my kids at gmail.com. We look forward to a happy, healthy, and hopeful 2021. See you next year.